All right, welcome back to the Two Justins Christmas Spectacular. First annual. First one ever. First, yeah, first of a long line of many annual Christmas spectaculars. Following a Thanks Festivigus. Yes, so happy Thanks Festivigus with a little slice of Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. And uh, you know what that means, that this is the Christmas Spectacular. Of course, listener out there knows, because Christmas Spectaculars can mean only one thing. (laughs) And that is a special episode where we answer everybody's questions that they have sent in. Yeah, and we got a good good list of questions here uh, that I think will be really enjoyable. And hopefully... uh, we can get through these all. Before we do, you may be finding yourself downloading this podcast for the first time. I just want to assure you, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for being here. This is a little bit of a diff- different episode. It is a little weird. But you can get in on the question asking early for next year's Christmas Spectacular. And Justin, why don't you tell them how they do that? Yeah, so it's really simple, actually. Depending on where you listen, uh, we can have you submit reviews for our podcast, preferably on the iTunes platform. That's the easiest one. And you can simply go onto there. You can rate our podcast. You can give it a one or a two or a five, whatever you choose. Yeah, we don't like threes and fours. No, just make up your mind. Yeah, make up your mind, like (laughs) or dislike. Yeah, and then on top of that, you can then uh, write a review, and you can let us know what you think about the podcast, what you like about it, maybe what you don't like about it, but at the same time, you can leave a question there, and our plans are to be able to get those into our podcasts as frequently Mm -hmm. as we can. So, And who knows, uh, we may even have more question episodes in the future throughout the year throughout the year this doesn't necessarily have to be a christmas spectacular no but that is going to be the focus of the christmas spectacular this Questions. year yeah 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 so yeah make sure to go on write a review rate it leave a question and we definitely look forward to using those in the future so all right on to the questions so this one was submitted by Easton Ramirez and i think this one could be a lengthy one, but is Batman a superhero? Mm. Well, first off, I want to say thank you, Easton, for submitting your question. Um, it's a very thoughtful question. Uh, it also happens to be a question that we have answered before on the podcast. Is it? Yeah, during the one where we ate payway. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a topic. It w- yeah, it was a topic. You you brought up the topic. Yeah, I remember. So um, I do want to re- refer listeners back to that previous episode uh, when I feel like I very eloquently discussed uh, the merits of Batman. Yeah, and. And uh, how much I enjoy a good Batman. But I think we can readdress it, and I'll let you go ahead and, and have the first crack at it. Yeah, I don't think he's a superhero by any means. Is that what I said in the first one? I hope it's the same. 
Unless my opinions have changed over the past three months. Yeah, that's okay. You're allowed to change yeah, your opinions. Yeah. I don't know if you, it is or I've not. I've had this discussion with somebody else before that we work with. Uh, when I think about a superhero, I think of a, a genetically modified person <laughs> who has been <laughs> created in some supernatural realm that didn't have to like make himself that way. So when I think about Batman, he... He wasn't born. The only thing supernatural about him, and not even supernatural, is he was like a wealthy mm-hmm. man where he was able to then create for himself this persona with technology and money and all these things to make him into this vigilante. But yeah, I don't I don't think he's a superhero. When I think about a superhero, my my first thought, which would be my favorite superhero, uh, would go to like Thor. Mm-hmm. Or Superman, but those those people were born with a ability. So with Thor, like Thor's just a god, right? Yeah. Like he's a a deity. But he's using that to be a hero, and he's super. But like he wasn't modified in a special way. He wasn't. But neither was Superman. Yeah. So okay. So. Now, so the, we're getting into my. <laughs> so they are who they are. There's nothing they have to do to to, to change. So Wolverine, um, partially was modified, right? Not even partially, fully. Well, well, he still had the healing abilities, and he still had like the weird skeleton things. But they put the adamantium mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. over his body. Which I never understand why he doesn't just like rip through his own skin on accident when he's like yeah. slicing through things. Like if he hit something pretty hard, like wouldn't the weak point be like his own hand? Like his bones would come through his muscle. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Food for thought. So Wolverine is modified. Most of the X Men aren't modified. Uh, Peter Parker bitten by the spider. Becomes a superhero, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Captain America, um, Daredevil, Daredevil. Well, so, do you consider Daredevil a superhero? I've honestly never seen that movie. Well, are the t- TV show or read the comic books? Never. Like, you don't know anything about nothing about Daredevil. So, in the same toxic waste spill that created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and this is true, Daredevil, that toxic waste like splashed into his eyes, and that's what caused him to go is that blind. A DC comic. No, it's Marvel. Okay. TV show's really good. It just got canceled. But I would definitely, at least the first season, go check it out. It's really, really good. Yeah. So Daredevil, the thing that changed for him was he lost his sight. But besides that, it's pretty much just a dude. Superman, just kind of born a superhuman, but wasn't necessarily special on the uh planet he was on planet of krypton but he was when he came to earth but when he came to the yellow sun of the earth gave him his super abilities yeah so i think the point is that i'm trying to make is that what makes a superhero a superhero is on the inside very few superheroes experience a change that makes them a hero but like with the x-men with batman with uh, Iron Man, with uh, Hawkeye, with... Uh, the Hulk? Ah, the Hulk has some stuff done to, to him. 
Dude, but with with a lot a lot of superheroes, uh, even with Superman, it's basically just what he was born with. But what makes the these heroes a superhero is what they choose to do with what they have been given. Batman has been given Money. extraordinary wealth with which he tries to solve Gotham's problems. Ultimately, and this is the point I made last time, I was very surprised and I thought was a very good point that just kind of came out on the fly that I was like, man, that was really good. Just to give myself a pat on the back. <laughs> Ultimately, Batman realizes that money isn't the solution to problems and that it is like by fostering a community of working together, like he can't solve the problems of Gotham through money, but, but he can utilize the money to help facilitate a change in culture in Gotham. At least in the Christopher Nolan Batmans. That's the arc. That's how it ends. Um, so my argument what makes a superhero a superhero? What they do with what they are given to help others. Superhero. That's good. Still disagree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have a problem with that man. Like I enjoy the Christopher Nolan series, but like if I had to pick, I I just don't Okay, so let's return to Thor real quick. That's saying like I could be a superhero if I had money. I'm saying what you choose to do. With what you have already been given. Okay. Isn't that, I mean, isn't this the point of superhero movies? Like, even the ones that experience the change or the trauma, there's always an inciting incident, right? Yes. So, there's the inciting incident, and it's all about how you respond to those incidents. That's why we enjoy this mythology of the superhero so much, because it reminds us in our daily lives, that when we experience something, it's not about what has happened to us or what life has dealt to us, what hand we've been given, but it's about what we do with it to help others. Mm -hmm. Superhero. Okay. (laughs) I'm currently Uh, looking up the definition of superhero. I was just going to mention, so... So Thor and Loki both have been given very similar deity abilities. They're both born with a power. With power because they're like demigods. So Thor and Loki already have the power. They don't acquire it, but they choose to react to the way that life has dealt them their hand in different ways. So would you consider Loki not a superhero? Well, he chooses a villainous route. But doesn't that still make you a super... Well, Super villain? Maybe the point that I'm trying to make (laughs) is that there are no superheroes and supervillains, but there are heroes and there are villains. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm trying to make. I want to remove the super from the hero. Yeah, I think that's where the confusion lies. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a lot of heroes. Yeah. you could. I could say I'm a hero if I choose to use what I've been given for a greater purpose. You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> you could say you're a hero too. Anybody. Uh, right? Right. But do you know who the real hero is? No. Easton Ramirez for sending in this question <laughs> and for writing a review on iTunes. 
Thank you very much, Easton Ramirez. Let's move on to the next, next, question. next question. It's your question. Oh, it's my choice. Okay. Candy corn. Ugh. Yay or nay? This is from Dustin Hunt. Yeah, nay. All day. Nay all day. Yeah, I would never. Well, I've eaten them. Uh, I, I do not like the, the film that they leave in your mouth. The taste. I just don't. I think... It, What's even worse is the the candy pumpkins, the the corn pump. You know the. I agree. Those candy pumpkins are trash. It's like so much. I think the flavor of a candy corn is so rich. It is very rich. And I think that's why I can't I can't eat them. So I can eat the corns. I won't touch the pumpkins. What about the chocolate corns? What's a chocolate corn? Yep. <laughs> There's other candy corn that is not just orange, white, and yellow, but it it's. White, orange, and and brown on the bottom. Yeah, I'm not touching that. That looks like it's old. They also have like green and red ones for Christmas time. Really? I think they do. I've never seen that. Mm -hmm. No, I think candy corn stay in your lane. You get to come out once a year. Don't add brown. That's a bad color to add to any sort of weird candy that you're not really sure what's in it. It's probably just dry corn syrup. Probably basically it. Yeah, it's probably all. Just, <laughs> that's all the whole entire thing is. So the only way to eat candy corn is to hold it at the the wide end, the yellow end, the yellow end, and then bite one layer deep, bite off the tip, uh-huh. consume the tip, and then next is white, right? Then you go and bite the. Is it? No, it's orange. Yellow, white. It's orange. white, orange, yellow. White, orange, yellow. Orange is the middle. Mm, I'm having a hard time visualizing candy corn. Which is the biggest corn. part of the candy corn. Or The middle's the biggest part? I believe. No, the back end. It's like a triangle. The yellow? It's like a triangle shape. Candy corn? Man, what have you been eating? You don't even know what candy corn is. I'm serious. The orange is the middle, the, the biggest part. You want It's the most, it takes up the most space. The orange part does. Mm, so you're not talking widest, you're talking, talking volume. Volume. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I I feel you. Oh man. See red, Christmas green, and white ones. candy corns. Christmas ones. God, nobody likes candy corn. Well, maybe you weird. do, Dustin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. He he said yay or nay. So I don't know if he does. I'm just saying, candy corn not the top of my list, but definitely not like. Circus peanuts level candy. Oh, you don't like circus peanut? No. What is that? That thing's the orange weird. things. Yeah, those are bomb. You like those? <laughs> I like those. Yeah. What? <laughs> I can eat like three at a time, maybe because they're so dense and rich too. But they're good. Like candy corn, <laughs> you got the little layers, so you can bite one layer at a time. That's the way to do it. That's one awful. layer at a time. Do you know why it's called a candy corn? Because it's made with corn syrup. No. Well, maybe. But do you know if you, you can put the candy corns all together to make a corn on the cob? If you take, like in a circle? If you take a candy corn because it's in a triangle mm-hmm. and, you, and you make a circle with them. And then you stack you, them on top, stack of, each on top of each other. They, they make like a corn on the cob. That seems excessive. But it does it. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whites in the middle with the orange and the yellow. Which I've never had a corn that has orange in it, but it's what it looks like. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Never knew that. Never so knew nay. that was the idea behind it. Yeah. So nay for me. I can't. I can't do it. That's fair. Next question. Next question. Oh, this is a good one. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna 
do our very last one, which was Black Diamond SE1. That's uh, Seth Gonzalez, I believe. I think that's his YouTube name. But uh, the question is, what is a cartoon you would like to see get a reboot? Mm. And by mm. reboot, I'm assuming he means like a whole new plot line, like not rewatching the same shows. But but like but a like whole new created show with the same same characters, character, same intellectual property. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I've got one in mind, but I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it, so I don't know if I still actually like. Is it from your elementary cartoon? years? Like it's it's older than I am, so it's from like the eighties. Yeah, it's like an eighties cartoon, but that I used to watch on like Cartoon Network during the day as a kid. Like if you were homesick. Yeah, or even like when when we were moving from Flagstaff to Surprise, and I think it was that summer the house was like being built still, and so we lived in Wickenburg, and so like that whole summer we just like hung out and watched. You lived cartoon. in Wickenburg. Yeah, for like a couple months. Why Wickenburg, though? That's where my dad's uh, office was. Oh, okay, so we're okay. just w- waiting for the house and surprise to be built. I see. What did um, you do in Wickenburg for fun? We went to the library. Wow. There was a Mexican food place that we would go to, and um, my dad would always say, guaca, and we'd say, molly. <laughs> like, like the three kids in the back would just say, molly. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until years later that I knew... A, what guacamole was, and B, that my dad didn't like it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so what's the cartoon? So, I used to love watching Johnny Quest. Okay. Did you ever watch Johnny Quest? I don't think I ever watched it. I don't even know what the the idea... It's It's like a kid that solves, like, mysteries. Oh, yeah. Is he the blonde dude? Yeah, so he's blonde. He's got the Indian sidekick, which might not play super well on uh, (laughs) modern-day sentiments. Yeah, so it was kind of... Apparently, it started out as a comic, similar to, like, an Adventures of Tintin. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it only had three seasons. What's up with this picture right here of, like... I've probably seen every episode. Who are those dudes? I think that's his dad and <laughs> other dad. I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting. Then there's a dog involved. I wonder if yeah, Seth has really ever seen remember. this. I don't really remember. I just remember I liked it. I liked it a lot. And that seemed like the... When I looked at this question, that seemed like the type of iconic old children's TV show uh-huh. that captured my mind at one point in time. That I I feel like I would enjoy seeing that redone in like a really like gritty like kid solving crimes kind yeah. of way yeah you know like if Netflix redid Johnny Quest and it Better was graphics. like it was like Stranger Things esque ooh so it was like like he's solving the mysteries but it's like kind of creepy and and gritty yeah I'd like that yeah all the all the scene like captures images are all like dark. Like, the trees don't have leaves on them. Yep. Yeah. It was similar to, like, a Scooby-Doo, but, yeah. but yeah. I feel like it took itself more seriously. <laughs> no shaggies in this one. Mine is uh, not like that at all. At all. And I think mine is actually a later a later show. And I don't even think... I don't know if it still airs or not. 
I don't think it does. They definitely don't make any new episodes. But uh, my favorite TV show by far, like when I think back to my childhood, even into like middle school, is uh, Rocket Power. Ooh. Uh, and I think it was just the... Man. Yeah, like just all the That's things good encompassing Rocket Power of like these... Like I think in my mind, I was like, man, I would love to be a kid and to have that kind of like lifestyle yeah Yeah, access to like his dad well i guess it's not his dad but his uncle tito owns that like burger shop Mm -hmm. with like the 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 bedroom on top and then they have that half pipe like right on the pier and then there's like a skateboard by the pier and they surf all the time Mm -hmm. and they mountain board and they bike like they do all these cool things yeah so i think in my mind like growing up watching that show it was always man that would be the best like the best thing ever. So I think in my mind, that was like the best, like as a child, I thought, man, it'd be such a cool like atmosphere to live in. And like all four. So like Twister and Sam and Otto, they all lived next door to each other. Yeah. They all lived (laughs) next door to each other, which I was like, man, I never, like as a child, I mean, I guess in the first neighborhood I grew up in, I had all my friends that lived like on the same street. Yep. But that's like what I want for my kids too, like to have an environment like that. So I think, like, that show, if it ever came on, I'd probably watch it still. Like, yeah. It's such a cool, like, vibe. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way it feels. Like, Southern... Man, I guess It's really all, like, that one. Southern California feel, you know? And it's, like, the mm-hmm. old Nickelodeon cartoons. Like, the style it looked like. Almost like a Rugrats, like, flat people. Yep. It's not really 3D yet. Same as Johnny Quest, but... Man, that's a really good one. Rocket power, man. Even just like the small things, like them stopping at the gas station to get gas station burritos. Mm-hmm. They would like do that. And it's like all man. the time. And they just look it like it's a cartoon, but it's like, man, that burrito looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's satisfying looking the way they made that show. Uh, I'm jealous of your answer. I, I feel like I forgot about so many like Nickelodeon cartoons. Like good ones. Like I loved. Angry Beavers. Oh, so good. I feel like that show was written. I feel like Angry Beavers and Cat Dog were like oh, Cat Dog. super smart shows that masqueraded as being dumb. And then you're like, oh, the writers are actually pretty pretty witty here. Yeah. I think the, the same style, too, of, of Rocket Power is Hey Arnold. Oh, Had man, a similar shoot. feel. Like a similar like. I'm man, sorry, Johnny Quest. <laughs> I think you're getting pushed aside. But like, hey Arnold hey had Arnold. that same like. Man, this kid lives like in this really cool loft with like a windowscape. Yep, hey Arnold was so cool. Lives I... in a city that he can just walk and his friends like I, like those two shows as a child is like man to roam like that and just do whatever you want in a city. Being in Phoenix, like you didn't have access to to that. No, not at all. Besides your suburb neighborhood. But, like, we didn't have access to walking. And we've talked about this before. But, like, living somewhere where you can walk to everything and do things. Yeah. That's why I think it was so appealing. Those two Man. shows. Okay. I think. <laughs> you going to change. I think I'm going to have change to change. Your <laughs> so, man, I can't believe you just brought up Hey Arnold. And, like, I was. about Hey Arnold? That's, like, the staple. I was, I was thinking of, like, like, I was thinking of, of other shows like Ah, Real Monsters Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Those ones, I I loved those shows, but <clears throat> I feel like Hey Arnold was like a whole different ball game for me. I remember so many specific episodes: the Stoop Kid episode, 
the one where Hey Arnold has to learn how to play basketball and he has to like shoot underhanded, like blindfolded, and he's talking about try like feel all of the yeah. like little ridges on the ball. The one where they have the baseball field in between the two buildings mm-hmm. and they play there. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, it's an like, old time baseball league. Oh, it's so good. Uh the the Halloween special with the uh headless horseman in the park. There's just so many good episodes. I think, yeah, I think Hey Arnold has to take it for me. I I used to go on Nickelodeon.com and follow the directions on how to draw Hey Arnold. They had like a special how to draw Hey Arnold thing. Yeah, I remember that. With the hat and everything. Yeah, the little hat. Um, His hat was backwards, right? I can't remember. And he wore like the flannel thing. Yeah, he wore like, it was like a, it was like um. It was like a flannel long sleeve shirt that was like tied. Yeah. But for for a very long time as a child, I thought he just wore a kilt. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <laughs> with like tights, <laughs> a kilt and tights. It's like okay, Arnold's do doing his own thing. Yeah, man, that show was so good, and I feel like there there was a game on Nickelodeon. You could go play on Nickelodeon.com that was like Crazy Taxi. Uh huh. But with the bus and in Hey Arnold's neighborhood, and you just like drove and dropped kids off at different schools. Did you play it like all the time? Do you remember the school name for for Hey Arnold? The, which school they uh, attended? I don't. Do I think, you? I think it was PS one eighteen. Oh yeah, what and you could like for? drop off kids as like, uh, like public school one eighteen. Public school one eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, I just remember playing that game. Yeah, I, I think. Harold was such a big part of my childhood that I apparently forgot about oh, until now. It's okay. Um, we forgive you. Yeah, I think I've got to go Hey Arnold now. I think I've got, got to change my hey answer. There's still so many other ones, though, like Recess. Oh, Recess. Like, I used to watch Recess every Their day. Their freaking fort that they had. Oh, it was so cool. That they would, like, do all the things climb in. down into. Yeah, Recess was good. Uh, yeah, it's just there's so many shows that, I don't know, that were so good. The one show that I watched all the time as a kid, too, which they still make today. So this one's not even worth bringing up. But I used to watch Pokemon, like, every day. Oh, when yeah, I got after home from school? Right when I got home from school. It was like that 3.30. 61? Yeah, it was like that 3.30 to 4 or something. It was like right when I got home, I would watch it. And that was back when there was none of the new Pokemon. It was still, yep. like, the original classic Pokemon and Ash. Yep, that original storyline that was so fun as a kid. Oh, this is great. The episode where they where he lets Butterfree go. Mm. Oh, I cried. <laughs> and it was great too because I played the game on my Game Boy and it was like the same. They were the same. It was like, the same storyline. Yeah. Everything was integrated. But now there's like so many Pokemon things. Anyways, and now you don't even battle wild Pokemon to to level up. It's whack. I know. Still fun though. Still fun, but uh. Just some frustrations. All right. Well, let's keep cranking through. We got to make sure. <laughs> yeah, make sure we get them all in before. Can't be four hours long here. <laughs> <laughs> you, we physically have to be at Christmas Eve services in like three hours. Yes. So let's keep going. Yeah, we can. We can try and short, shorten them a little bit. <laughs> all right. The next one. Uh, what are your thoughts on conspiracy theories, oh. Justin Yoder? I don't. I don't really know. I don't really. I don't really uh, dive into that really at all. Yeah. The the closest thing that, that, and it's not even conspiracy theory, that I could relate to that would be that new podcast we listened to, Reply All, mm. where mm. they just look at all these sketchy things and 
yep. research a bunch of things like conspiracy theories though. I don't, I don't really look into, I've never been like super into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's hard without <clears throat> having a specific conspiracy theory. Um, to like weigh. the grassy knoll, yeah. So, so we got like JFK grassy knoll. I do think there's there's probably something sketchy in yeah. the JFK assassination. So I do think there are merits to some things. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> I'm definitely not like an all out conspiracy is everywhere. Yes. The way the dollar bill looks, like there's written notes in there for Illuminati. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah. Not about all those. Yeah. I I think that the I don't know my my general thought for the entirety of conspiracy theories is that each one has to be taken individually that just because like for example I think that there very well could be a lot of information that is withheld from the public about like what why did Lee Harvey Oswald do this? Was Lee Harvey Oswald working on behalf of the Russian or Cuban government? Like, yeah, yeah. There, I think there is definitely more along, like, information that is probably hidden and classified currently is actually supposed to be declassified like I saw that. last year, but Trump chose to keep things classified. Do you think he knows something in there? As a president, does he have access to look at that? I'm sure he has access to it, but... I mean, let's be honest. Is he going to read through all those documents? Likely. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, it's probably a lot of pages. Is all I'm uh, saying there. He can't tweet it. <laughs> Hundred forty characters or less. Uh, so just because there may be smoke in this, just because Watergate was a conspiracy, you know. It was an actual conspiracy, people conspiring to accomplish something. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it gives any more weight to people that believe in that 9-11 was a hoax, that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax, that we'd never landed on the moon. Like, just because one conspiracy theory might have, like, a lot of truth or truths in it, has no bearing on yeah. any other conspiracy theory. So uh, I would say each one has to be taken individually at their own merits, measuring it against what else we know to be factual. That's good. So. Cool. All right. Next question. Since you've been married, how have you juggled the holidays, and is there a perfect formula to keep all of your in-laws happy? This is from Dustin Hunt as well. Ooh. You got two of them in the first five here, but I like this one. And I think because Christmas is approaching, uh, this is a good one. All right. So um, I'll tell you what we're doing, and then you can yeah. tell me what you've done. This is so, your first holiday as a married man. Yeah. Uh, last Christmas, we just said we got engaged right before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so last last Christmas, even before Christmas, we, we said... Um, let's just not worry about figuring it out this year. We're not married yet. So you, you do your own thing. So you go make your family happy. I'll stay here and make my family happy. And we won't, won't have to deal with it this Man, year. That's, that's nice. Yeah. And risky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I think we, we both have very similar mindsets with stuff like that. Uh, where it's like, like just, all right, just make it easy. So 
this year, um, obviously for our work, it requires us to be here through the end of Christmas Eve services. So that means that my time is is spoken for definitely every year for that like week leading until up. Until like 8 o'clock that night. Until like 8 o'clock that night on Christmas Eve. So it limits our options, which is nice because b- being able to have the external factors limiting you yeah. from be from like having to like make a decision is nice. It, 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 less options sometimes is a good thing. So what we're doing is Christmas Eve services end. We're going to go over to my parents, hang out Christmas Eve, probably come home, wake up, do presents together go to my parents for a few hours, do presents as a family, and then get in the car and drive to Globe, hopefully be in Globe by like 1231. And then we'll be in Globe for the next couple of days. Oh, nice. So That's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. Obviously, Justin just shared Christmas Eve is kind of a, a nice, not excuse, but it's just a nice, like, hey, we just can't do a lot. Like, this is all right. We only have so much time that night to be able to do something. Th- thankfully... Uh, our two families kind of value two different days when it comes to Christmas season. Ooh, nice. So growing up, we used to always do like a Christmas Eve party at my grandmother's house. And that's kind of been no longer a thing for the past couple of years. We haven't really done it since me and Mercedes have been married. Mm-hmm. And Mercedes' family, they do nothing on Christmas Day, the 25th. Really? Yeah, they, they only do Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. They do like this big party at uh, someone's house in the family and everybody goes there. Like, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents, both sides of the family, everybody goes. And they do, I mean, they start it really late. Like they, they go all night long, like at midnight, they open gifts. Dang. So they're Hispanic. So they do some other things too, like on that night, which I don't know if I'm saying it right, but a a posada, la posada or something. Mm, It's like where you, you walk outside and sing Christmas songs to symbolize the journey for Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem, and then you arrive back at your house, and you go inside. Like, do you walk, like, around the neighborhood? I like, up the street, and then you come back to your house, and somebody I was just stays. envisioning, like, walking out to the driveway and walking back. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, some, some strong <clears throat> sim- symbolism. Yeah. And uh, you get back to, someone stays behind, and when you get back to your front door, you ring the doorbell, and someone answers, and there's, like, a script. It's, like, it's basically the Christmas story. Interesting. Yeah, and then you go inside, and huh. you sing, uh... Yeah, they have candles. So it's just like a, a, it's like a Victor was talking about the other day. They've done it too in the past. So I think it's more of a Hispanic culture thing. Interesting. So they do that on Christmas Eve. And then uh, we go over there right after church and we'll spend time over there. And then Christmas Day, there's no obligation for, for us and her family. So we just go to my mom's and hang out all day. Nice. So it kind of, it works out because both days are spoken for of, of the time that we spend with each family, which is really easy. Yeah, that, that does make it easy. Yeah. So we never have, like, we've never had an issue on Christmas Day of, like, where are we going or people being upset. Yeah. We just, for her family, it's kind of unfortunate because we're there so late, but they go late anyways, you know? So it's we get there at, like, 8. Right. You know? Party's just getting started. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that's it for us. Awesome. Yeah. On to the next question. Um, Word on the street is that Jay Doyle... <laughs> is really bad at keeping surprises. This is part of the question. I'm not just throwing out. Yeah, I'd like to know where you got these words from the streets. (laughs) (laughs) What's your best ruined surprise? Was your proposal even a surprise? 
also would love to hear a detailed story of the making of your guys's friendship. That last that last part could take a while, I think. Art could be quick. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not good at keeping surprises. I actually uh, <clears throat> do not like them at all. Hate them. Like you hate being a part of a surprise on either side. Either side, and I I don't like get it, yeah like getting a surprise. I was surprised very well done by my wife before we were married. My my for my twenty one of my birthdays fourth. Yeah, were you there? Something. No, we've talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. She threw a great surprise party with a ton of people, and she did a really good job. But I I didn't enjoy it. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the party, not the surprise. <laughs> my worst surprise though. Ruin surprise. I think my my worst ruin surprise wouldn't be like something I knew was coming and I deliberately went out of my way to ruin it. Like I don't I'm not gonna try and do that. But right. <clears throat> I think every year the thing that I don't like most is not knowing what I'm what somebody's getting me for Christmas as well. Mm. So I just ask them over and over and over <laughs> and over again until they tell me what they're getting me. Uh, so that's probably like the worst thing I do with surprises is I just don't want to know. So like even if it's in November, I'll just keep asking. And I'll wait to get the present until Christmas, but I just have to know. You don't what want it, it to be a surprise. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't want it to be a surprise. Why do you think that is? Do you I don't f- know. Is it the pressure of opening up a gift in front of them? Yeah, and then having to like act like I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> So you need like the the whole month to be able to prepare for your reaction. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like it. I just don't like. I I just I I I just want to know what it is. Like, just need to know. <laughs> and maybe it's for my own personal like. I don't know. What if I was gonna go buy something? I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's part of it too. But yeah, I don't. I just don't like them at all. Huh. I recently had uh, Katie's birthday present ruined like surprise ruined uh but i kind of saw that it was gonna is i knew it probably happened this is the one we've talked about did we talk this upcoming birthday yeah so like i bought her tickets Mm -hmm. for for wicked when they were on pre-sale and then uh like a week later i walked into her on her phone with her mom trying to decide which tickets they wanted for Wicked. And I was like, oh. Uh. Yeah, like, what do you do? You have to say something. I was something. like, yeah, I got to say something. I'm not letting us buy. Unless you just absolutely deny her. Double the tickets. <laughs> you cannot buy those. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me, you can't buy them. <laughs> <laughs> but if we ended up buying four tickets, that would have been like 500 bucks. I oh, yeah, wouldn't do that. Awful. awful. It's a lot of money. So I've had some surprises ruined. Do you want to answer that last part? Well, I, I first want to hear... Oh, my proposal. Yeah, what's your proposal? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was a surprise. Mercedes yeah. didn't know it was coming? She had no idea. Well, sorry. I guess she would have known it was coming. Not not the moment <laughs> it happened. But we had already, prior to me proposing, like I asked her dad if I could marry her the day we were going with her parents to look at wedding venues. So we had already like started you planning had already, our like, wedding. Planned most of the things. Yeah, we were like starting to plan things. She didn't like have her dress yet or anything, but yeah, she, she, like we met her parents for breakfast the day we were going to look at wedding venues. So they knew what we were doing that day. Mm. But I got there early and asked her dad if I could marry her. Nice. Well, that's kind of weird, but so she knew I was going to be proposing at some point. 
She just didn't know like the time. And then the day it happened was a total surprise. Katie knew it was coming for sure. At Butterfly Gardens? Yeah. Because I, I, we went back to like where we first had, like had our first like real date. And uh, I think she just knew right assumed away. like as soon as that was the plan for like, oh, next Friday, we're going to go to this. She's like, ah, like, ah, OK, <laughs> I see. I see what you're doing. I'll get my nails done, <laughs> which I, I didn't know was a thing. Apparently, like if you're suspecting that you're going to be getting proposed to soon, you get your nails done quite often so that in the pictures they look nice your nails look nice yeah you don't want any like bitten off nails or anything <clears throat> yeah my nails are always filthy so <laughs> always filthy little stubs that i've chewed down to the <laughs> to the cuticle i don't even know what a cuticle is your cuticle is all the way at the top at the top like right here at the base of your nail oh, where the, the skin base. meets the nail oh yeah those little like half circles yeah that's like your cuticle up there sometimes my cuticles are really visible and prominent. Like, I remember times in my life where they'd come up pretty high up yeah, on my finger. me too. Um, right now, they're all, like, completely down. I wonder if it's the cold. I don't know. Like, shrinking into your body. Like I don't know. Pumps. Everybody's got all these questions for us. Maybe we got questions for you. Maybe we, maybe we got questions for <laughs> you. Deal with cuticles. <laughs> Send us your cuticle information. I, I'm, I'm interested to know. And then I remember in an episode of Parks and Rec, uh, somebody's complaining about like all of the stir sticks being gone or something. And April is like, it's because I use them to push back the cuticles on my finger. You know that, Jerry. <laughs> and well, yeah, uh, you can like push them back. Yeah. So, like, is that a thing people do? Like, they push against, like, that feels like it hurt. I think like people file those off. Like file the skin off at the yeah, bottom? Yeah, like that, that that piece of the cuticle. Like you can file your nails, obviously, but then you can file the cuticles down too to where they're not there. Why? Well, I don't know. That sounds... Painful? Painful. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, all right. <laughs> Did we answer that question? <laughs> Love to hear a detailed story of your guys' friendship. Um, I mean, so basically, like, we met each other in a residency program and... Uh, we hung out some, but not like a crazy amount during the residency. During the residency, like barely. Yeah, I, I think I rode in your car one time because you had to go pick up something at your mom's house. Yeah, you gave me a compliment one time. I remember you said the clothes I wear look really comfortable. <laughs> what? <laughs> For real? That was, what? What? For real? What? I don't remember that. That's that's for real. <laughs> What was the context? I don't like remember. it was. Oh man, that is so funny. That's like one of the interactions I remember. You're like okay, vividly from from that. I mean, that does sound like the type of compliment that I might. Yeah. Hey, you're close. You wore a sun's hat in the residency too all the time. Yeah, I like that sun's hat. I, I don't remember where it was at. But yeah, the residency we didn't really hang out that much or do do much at all. Yeah, we'd occasionally talk about Seinfeld or soccer. Yeah, that was like it. Yeah. That was just coming out of the World Cup summer, the summer of Justin, right? No, the next summer was the summer of Justin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the summer Brazil. after the residency. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the summer of Justin. <laughs> Watched every minute of every game of the, the World Cup in Brazil. Yeah. And then I didn't talk to you for like two years. Yeah. And then uh, you you were back in town. Not you guys having... had moved back. Yeah, I didn't have a job yet. And I was sitting in Starbucks. Oh, yeah, with... Uh... Were you by yourself? I think I was just by myself. Yeah, and I walked in with Mercedes because I was yep. living in surprise. Mercedes and Fenway is still a little baby. She was only five months old. Yeah, she was really tiny. 
And then, uh, and I don't think we talked again until I got hired. You got hired. Yeah, which was probably like four months. And then we spent a, a lot of time together. Yeah, like every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was mainly it, you know? Yeah, I think that's it. Like similar interests, but then proximity gave the opportunity mm-hmm. for the friendship to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think I think we think very similarly, like yeah. like pro- process wise, you know, like we process information very similarly. Yeah. So I think um, I don't know. I think that's good. And now we have a podcast. Yes, that's, that's right. There we go. And we got this cool new setup: double mics, a double long, mics in the bedroom, a desk. I know this. This is my new my new setup. Yeah, this is really nice. I hope I have a, a office one day. It's like <laughs> one my day. goal. It's it's. If I keep having kids to take up the space, it'll never. Yeah, happen. you got you got <laughs> you got to stop having the kids at some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, or you could just keep buying houses with more and more rooms. <sighs> yeah, a secret room, a 20, 20 room house. Yeah, no big deal. All right, secret room though. <sighs> I know that's, that's like one of your. That's that's a dream. I want to have like my. I want to have a an office like a, a classic like study where you walk in and it's like a step down into the study. Oh, that'd be so cool. And uh, like bookshelves on the walls. Um, and I want it to be hidden like behind a bookcase. I want that. I want that in a house. Yeah. If you, if you bought a house with like a room that you could turn that into, you could probably easily do that. Yeah. As long as your wife was okay with you. Losing a room of the house. I mean, I guess it wouldn't matter. It'd be your office, yeah. or would it it'd just be hidden? It'd yeah. just be hidden. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be a step down either. You'd have to like do some renovation to make it a step down. But that would be so cool if it was like five or six stairs down into something. Ooh, ooh, with some like condensed lighting in there. I would love if it had uh, a fireplace oh, with like a chair by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fireplace and a chair. <laughs> that'd be so cool this feels so cozy already oh that'd be so great this one is from k money you know k money oh i know k money you know k money what are your thoughts on international sizing interesting question i'm Since not we don't entirely internationally. Sh- i'm not <laughs> anyway. entirely sure uh what this thoughts. question yeah go ahead like is it talking about like the international shoe sh- sizes? Yeah, maybe. Like, like it, does international sizing ever come up at all in your life, maybe? Like, where you would have to, to think about an international size. The only thing that I can talk about with international sizing that this has happened in the past three years mm-hmm. is we went to Mexico last year to build a house yep. with one mission. And one of our students brought a tape measure <laughs> that was the metric system. Right? Is it the metric? Yeah. Yeah. And he 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 was the kid who cut all of our <laughs> cuts, and he was using a metric tape measure. The other Justin, the silent Justin, was so infuriated on that trip because we went to put everything together, <laughs> and nothing fit. <laughs> nothing fit. The 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 thing that I still don't know. Where'd you get that? Well, not where did he one? Why did he have it? But I just imagine. Like the foreman on the project yelling out, "All right, we need a six foot cut," and then he pulls out the tape measure, and it's all centimeters. Yeah, where? Nothing, like, well, how does he decide where he's cutting? <laughs> because well, on there's the, no feet. On yeah, there. and on those on those trips, it's not in feet. Like the directions are are mostly in inches. It's like 121.5 inches, 
instead of converting to like a foot with an inch, they just put it in all inches. So I think the confusion was probably like, it doesn't say inches. It just has the double line, which stands for inches. Yes. So maybe the kit, he was just like, oh, 121, okay. Just pulls it out and just goes to whatever 121 is at. But a but centimeter is significant. 121 <laughs> centimeters is significantly smaller than yeah, 121 but There's, there's got to be something else on a metric ruler, though. That's, it's not just centimeters. I think it would just be like centimeters and meters. That'd be my guess. Yeah, definitely 121 meters would not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. It was It was bizarre. But it was we had to go back and, and take apart everything. Like a lot of it was like the rake walls, which are the walls that go inside the home. Oh man. The slanted ones. It was awful. So my thoughts on international sizing are just don't use it ever. I don't know what else that would apply to though. Yeah, I mean yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess just to the metric system in general and I think the metric system's a fine system. I like the things that are like everywhere else but here. Ten. Uh Everywhere else but here and, like, someplace else, Saudi Arabia. It's, like, something like that. Hmm. Or, like, here in the Congo. There's not a lot of places that don't use metric. Yeah. So I think for, like, learning purposes, for <clears throat> stuff like that, I think it's fine. Measurements, I, I don't see as big of a a deal. Like, metric is definitely more precise well, metric is what they use, like, in science and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, like a large amount? Yeah. yeah. Because it, it's internationally used. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, definitely. The only part of metric system that I feel like, well, one, I just like the having the the larger numbers, especially, I guess, I guess in England, they, they kind of don't have the metric for weight, or they do, but they don't. They always use, like, stone, especially in, like, boxing. Like, he weighs... Five stone. <laughs> yeah, like What's a, a stone? I, I don't know. It's like 23 pounds or something. Oh, okay. It's like a weird... That's a metric? It's a weird... No, it's a weird like old imperial unit. Oh, okay. um, but we still use pounds and ounces in the United States. But uh, yeah, like I feel like... I feel like my brain would have a hard time thinking of human weight in anything other than pounds because that's all, all we've known. So like if all of a sudden I had to say instead of, you know, 145 or probably more like 150 pounds uh if i had to say like i don't even know what 47 kilograms or something like that yeah, like yeah it doesn't like my brain like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> same with weather uh celsius and fahrenheit yeah like the celsius you know i i feel like you you move like two degrees celsius and it's like seven or eight degrees fahrenheit yeah, it's very so like i feel i feel like i enjoy having the 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 vastness the, of the smaller yeah the smaller gradient scale for like for like human temperature you know yeah like 40 degrees celsius to 42 is like a significant difference right where 70 to 72 is so i yeah i i feel like i feel like for outside temperature for science it makes a lot of sense zero is when water freezes 100 is when water boils so it's like really clean and clear cut and makes a lot of sense for science but i feel like that the, the it doesn't have enough like indiv- individual pieces between zero and 100 for like usable human temperatures. I, I feel like I like, even, even though Fahrenheit is kind of arbitrary, I feel like it's good for like human use mm-hmm. to be able to like think about how we feel it feels that. And it's just weird when you're like someplace and it's like, 
you're like in Canada, like over the summer, and it's like 20 C. It doesn't feel very cold here. What <laughs> is like, 20 C? Like I don't 80? know. It's like 75, 80. Yeah. 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 So it's probably just all your mind. Yep. Yep. It's mind shift. It, yeah. It's. I feel like my brain is permanently broken, where I would never be able to understand. I could understand measurement because I can think through, oh, like a meter is about the, it's very similar size to a yard. They're, they're not crazy off from one another. There's like 2.8 centimeters or something in, a, in an inch. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of visualize because measurement's so visual, but I feel like when it comes to weight, like weight and like temperature on your body. Like and it, speed. Yeah, and speed. You know, but luckily, usually both of those are on the speedometer. So you kind of compare. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts. Um, let's move along. We're getting close. Are we halfway through? No. <laughs> All One, right. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have ten more. Is it my turn? Yes. All right. I'll knock out another quick one. Um, as mentioned in a previous episode, uh, I tend to build up a fair amount of belly button lint. Mm, mm. Um, my youngest sister asked, why do you get so much belly button lint? I, I hear the concern <laughs> in the question. <laughs> I hear the concern. Uh, I think... The question is, is it a concern for you, though? Or is it a concern for your wife? <laughs> <laughs> she's fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah. Anytime I have a particularly large one, I'll come and show her, and she's like... Oh, do you take wow. it out first or do you let her see it in your belly button? I usually take it out first. She keep those things in there. Offer <laughs> uh, <laughs> her my belly button <laughs> to remove the lint. Uh, she'd probably actually enjoy that. <laughs> She's always trying to like like pluck hairs off of the back of uh, off of, like my back. I'm like, ah, ah like, stop. Uh, I thought I was just getting a back scratch. Now you're ripping hairs from my body. Um, yeah, I think it's just the hairiness of my belly. You know, I've got a lot of belly fur. So do I, though. Around the 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 hole. Oh yeah, bro. I don't know. Maybe it's belly p- hair pattern. The yeah, maybe. Maybe it's maybe all pushing towards your belly button. Yeah, it's all. I think it does. It all kind of flows into the butt button into the butt. I thought, <laughs> You gotta finish that well, sentence there. <laughs> well, uh, maybe that too, but we're talking about the belly button. Yeah, so I think it's just that. It's the flow of the hair. The hair pulls it in. Yeah. It's like a sarlacc from <laughs> Return of the Jedi. This one's a, more of an informative question too, but I think this can be addressed moving into the new year. Uh, Maddie, H713, um, addressed, why, would you guys ever think about having some special guests. So maybe this is a good little preview into this upcoming year and what we're going to try to do with the podcast moving forward. Yeah, so we're going to have a lot of new and exciting things in the podcast uh, in the future. We're going to try to... We're going to have the regular episode type where we discuss a random topic Mm -hmm. um, and it's more conversational, us just talking. But then we're going to have some episodes that um, look different. And, and have different types. So, you know, some of those might be, I don't know, single, single topic episodes. Uh, some of them might be people that we're interviewing. Um, it just really could be uh, a wide variety of, of, of things. Um, with some structure. With some structure. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to be playing around a little bit with that. Yeah. 
And, and hopefully it'll be intriguing for you, the listener, as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, definitely. It won't just be the same thing every week, but it'll be a, a variety of things that could interest. Yeah, playing around with the form. So who knows what the year And we don't entails. fully even know what that looks like yet. Yeah. Um, we're going to be meeting here shortly to actually discuss concrete plans for yeah. the new year. Yeah. Um, but that is definitely something that we've thought about. So thanks for asking. Yeah. Here's one from Christian Martinez. What is the most embarrassing story with your parents? How are you planning to embarrass your kids? Thinking back over my childhood, I don't know of times, if I can really think of times where I feel like my parents have embarrassed me, but I can think of times specifically with my dad where like I have said something and then for years later, like I feel embarrassed about what I said. Like, like trying to like look cool in front of my friends and like, yeah. like, like, oh, dad, you don't know what you're talking about or something like that. And yeah. then years later, it's like he did know what he was talking about. And I'm an idiot, insecure little kid that wanted to look cool in front of his friends. Yeah. So I feel like those are the more embarrassing things in life for me. Yeah. I'm but just... I don't, I don't know of any. Any any times where I feel like ah mom you're embarrassing me yeah yeah you know I don't I don't really have that either I'm the same I think I've said a lot of things that were maybe hurtful or mm-hmm. uh, like disappointing for my parents to hear and in the moment yeah like you're trying to be cool or and then looking back now you're like man I was just being a, a stupid teenager yeah <laughs> you know like not not thinking through it. I remember a specific time that that had happened. It wasn't with my parents, though. It was with it was with somebody else. It was with a teacher. And I actually went back and apologized like three years later. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really But cool. I remember being really embarrassed in the moment when it happened. And uh, having to go back and like tell him my senior year, like, man, I don't know if you remember this, but I was a jerk. And I'm really sorry. Did he remember? He did, yeah. Interesting. He was my physics teacher when I was a sophomore in high did, school. Was he appreciative that you... Yeah, I, I was in his, sorry, so he wasn't, I was in his class as a sophomore in high school taking like a standardized test, mm. um, and I was finished with the test, and this physics teacher, his name was Mr. Bingham, he was playing with like these cool toys that he had. One of them was like a smoke ring gun. He had this other thing that was like a, a long bar that he could pass between his fingers, and it made noises. Hmm. He had like, he just had a lot of cool toys as a physics teacher, and I remember in the, in the class, like I finished my test, I was with a friend and I remember saying, I had my headphones in though. So I thought I was whispering or talking lightly, but I remember saying to my friend, like, man, this guy thinks he's like the coolest teacher ever. And he's not. And the teacher, uh, Mr. Bingham turned and he said, yeah, I do think I'm cool. And he basically <laughs> went into this rant. Yeah. In. He went into like this rant of why he was such a cool teacher Oh, and man. I remember, like, I bet you feel like such oh, an idiot. I, I, felt, I felt like I felt so bad. Hey, this teacher, <laughs> this teacher thinks he's really cool, but he's not. So, anyways, I left the standardized test, and on the way out, like, he was giving everybody a high five, and I remember like giving him a high five and just feeling like crap. I just felt so bad. And that was when I was a sophomore, and then when I was a senior, I ended up taking. AP physics and with him, with him. Was he a pretty cool teacher? He was awesome, but he didn't remember <laughs> me at first, but then oh, like really? halfway through the semester, I like, had this urge to like go and tell him, I'm sorry. You're like, like surely he knows that I'm the same. Yeah. Person. And at that point, like all of his toys were awesome. I was yeah. just being a, 
an ignorant so- sophomore who thought I knew everything. Just a dumb kid, man. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, you, you might not remember this, but I do. And I just need to tell you, like, I made fun of you three years ago or two years ago. and I, <laughs> Basically to yeah, your face. And I, <laughs> and I feel really bad. And, he, and then after I apologize, he's like, you know, I do remember that. And I appreciate your apology. That's awesome. A little bit of vindication for Mr. Oh, Bingham. So embarrassing. Because I'm sure he was embarrassed too. Like, you know, and so like, that's what stinks is when you do something and then you're like, that was embarrassing for me because it was like, like I was being mean and I didn't even think about it. And that person was so embarrassed. Like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So that's really big of you. And with that, I don't plan to embarrass my kids. No. No. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll be embarrassing at some point, maybe, but I don't plan to be like, I'm going to embarrass my daughter by yelling at her from the car when I drop her off from school in front of all of her friends. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be that kind of parent. Yeah. Well, I don't have any kids, so I feel <laughs> like I don't have much more to add. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't plan on being particularly embarrassing. I mean, if I'm incidentally embarrassing, like, I think that's fine, you know? But I'm okay with that. But yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with with being just like happening to be kind of embarrassing. But what is your biggest pet peeve of AZ drivers? This is from the silent Justin, Justin Osowski. Okay, so we got to get one thing straight. We're all Arizona drivers. Yes, we got to get one <laughs> thing straight. We are all Arizona drivers. My biggest pet peeve of all of my pet peeves is probably people that live in Arizona. And have lived in Arizona for some time, pretending like they have nothing to do with Arizona. Because as a native Arizonan, one of the few, the yeah. proud, the native Arizonans. Uh, both of us. Both of us. Yeah. Like, I, my entire childhood was filled with people moving from places like Washington. Not that I'm calling out somebody that <laughs> listens to the show, but I'm referencing... Sorry, that was a bad example. She does listen all the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> K-Money... I'm not calling you out. <laughs> but I remember this one kid in class, we would sing we would sing the uh, state song, mm-hmm. right? And this kid was always obnoxious and always talking about how cool Washington was and how much he hated living here. And then and then we whenever we'd sing the state song, we'd get to Washington, so it'd be like like, you know, it's like Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, yeah. Arkansas, and so like Texas. Uh, how's how's the song end? <laughs> I don't remember how it ends. I only remember the first like A's because that's where Arizona ends. Utah, Vermont, Virginia, and then all of a sudden you'd hear Washington, <laughs> and it was like, "Gosh, dude, <laughs> shut up! Nobody cares about Washington." <laughs> There's still like West Virginia in Wyoming. Like, chill. We still we're not even done with the song. Um, so that's what started my pet peeve of like people in in, in Arizona uh, that were like, and then and then like I had childhood friends. I had another. I had a childhood friend that like was a native Arizonan, grew up in Arizona, and he he was always like, I just hate Arizona. I just really want to move again. But he's to, from here. From here. I just really want to move to a place with like some actual like culture, like Washington. He'd say that all the time, and I'd be like, freaking like, just make this place better, man. Like, yeah. like if you want to, something that's here, not here, that is in Washington, just do it here. Like, you you've never lived in Washington, you'd probably end up hating Washington with that attitude. Like, yeah. it is what you make of it, yeah. people. It is what you make of it. 
So, so that's your worst pet peeve of Arizona drivers. So I'm just setting up. I'm setting up. The reason that sentiment has existed my entire life is because Arizona is a good economy, cheap housing. Lots of people from all over the country have been moving here yeah, like for several pot. decades. Yeah. Phoenix is one of the largest cities in the country, and it is because there's a lot of reason to live here. A yeah. lot of people move here. They choose to move here in most cases, except for maybe the kid from Washington <laughs> whose parents chose to move here. There's a lot of reasons why people move to Phoenix, move to Arizona. But because so many people move to Arizona, we have a mashup of every other state. Yeah converging in Arizona. I'm a native Arizona driver. I use my turn signals. I never go more than five miles an hour over the speed limit. I don't stay in the left-hand lane. I get over so people can pass me. I pass people responsibly and then get back over. I always check my blind spots. I can parallel park. Uh, I can back up efficiently. I'm a very good driver, right? Yeah. I'm not afraid of the rain. And if, if it is raining in, to the point that I feel uncomfortable, I pull over and get off of the road. Like, I, 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 I'm aware of, like, what makes me feel comfortable, what makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm willing and humble enough to remove myself from a situation where I feel like visibility is really crap right now and the roads are flooded. Maybe I'm not going to try to ford the river. So, all that to say, I am an Arizona, a native Arizona driver. But in my experience... I've seen crap traffic in LA. Mm -hmm. I've seen DC was a nightmare. It was everybody, everybody goes 20 miles over the speed limit and it's bumper to bumper. It's terrifying. So I, I just think that it's the convergence of a lot of different people. Yeah. Chicago, that place wasn't fun to drive. And you know, Boston, Boston is like a spaghetti, like a sp plate of spaghetti with all of its roads. Yeah, like, it's all buggy. Yeah, trails. it's it's awful. Like Boston's like the worst place to drive in the country. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. You stop cobblestone roads and all sorts of things. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like we it's just like people learn to drive out of necessity in wherever they're from and everybody moves here. And then they blame it on Arizona drivers when really they're like they should be complaining about that Maryland driver, that Virginian driver, that Chicagoan mm -hmm. driver. The native Arizonans, we've lived here the, the whole time. It's all it is is a grid system. There's nothing like special one the, to one it. One of the best grid systems. Yeah, yeah. It's just you just you just drive in and you're gonna end up where you're gonna go. Yeah. So I think it's the convergence of a bunch of different driving styles that's causing the problem. And I'm sticking to that, defending <laughs> my fellow native Arizonans. Yeah, I wonder the person that submitted this question used to be a, a sheriff. Mm -hmm. America County Sheriff. So maybe That's maybe true. maybe he dealt with a maybe, lot of maybe he sees more than I do. <laughs> maybe he is willing dealt with to his concede. fair share of bad drivers in Arizona. But I do think there is something too. A lot of convergence in yeah. in expected norms. Like in all seriousness, like getting off of my high horse, uh, like I do think that there there is a lot of frustration. And I am not one to uh, not get frustrated while driving. <laughs> yeah, I get frustrated um, all the time. So I think, like, I'm, I'm sure every state experiences an increase over the last 20 years of, like, frustrating times while driving because people are looking at their cell phones. Yeah. And, uh, and then I also think that uh, just 
Arizona being a, a unique place that just like has attracted so many people moving across state lines mm-hmm. in a way that like Wyoming nobody's moving there doesn't have a massive influx from like every state yeah. where I know lots of people from California, Oregon, Washington, uh, Hawaii, California, Texas, uh, Colorado, Kansas, Chicago, so many Chicagoans, mm-hmm. Boston. Yeah. Like the, you, you can see it when you go to local sports games and people by the amount jerseys. of people, yeah. like when you go to a Cubs Diamondbacks game, it's almost all Cubs fans. Yeah. When you go to Dodgers Diamondbacks game, it's almost all Dodgers fans. Yeah. Like they only have those, you know, that three game series to catch their team at home. So they're going to pack it out. They're going to buy up all the tickets. And no, it doesn't mean the local Arizonans don't support their team. That's not what it means. We support especially the Suns. They won last night, right? Yeah. I saw that against the Celtics. Four-game win streak. Yeah, that's good. It's fun to be able to watch Trying to get the, the Suns a little bit. Yeah, they still got a long way to go for that. <laughs> okay, anyway, <clears throat> back on track. Possibly the same person. I don't know. Yeah, we don't. Okay, yeah. I don't know who, who wrote this. Uh, it is written under a, an anonymous name of just a string of letters and numbers. This could possibly be the same person. I feel like it is, especially because they capitalize AZ mm. in both of the questions. Mm. Doing a little textual analysis. Yeah, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I hear you. I see you. Um, okay, so it says best and worst thing about living in Arizona. Well, I feel like I may have kind of covered the... <laughs> so, I, I, to extrapolate a little bit more, I think the worst thing about living in Arizona is that people move here, only spend time in the suburbs, and then think that Arizona has nothing to do and is boring. Um, when in reality, like, <clears throat> First Friday is the largest art walk in the country. Yeah. Um, people don't realize that Phoenix has the largest art walk in the country. Um, every first Friday is downtown. You just have to, you just have to know, you just have to seek it out and find Mm -hmm. it. Um, we've got some really cool local record stores. We've got a great like coffee, beer, wine, food culture. Yeah. We have really good food. Um, in, in Phoenix, you just have to, you just have to know, you just have to know. Yeah. Not just, yeah. Research, Um, look around. Yeah. So, um, you know, we get all of the national, tours of like big um music shows big uh broadway shows we are a big enough city that when like art house films come out we usually have one or two theaters in the city that are showing the art house film and it might be shown 20 places in the whole country so yeah you just i don't know it i'm always confused by that because i feel like arizona is a really nice place because you can go and do so much but you have to be willing to to drive I understand, like, if you move, if you moved here and, I don't know, ended up living in, like, Whitman, you know, it'd be a heck of a drive to go do anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's kind of on you. You shouldn't have moved to Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, I don't know. So, that, that that's just kind of expounding on, on some of my yeah. thoughts from that last one. But I, I think that is kind of a best and worst thing. It's like, yeah. the best thing is there is a lot of cool things to do. Desert Botanical Gardens is an awesome, awesome date night. Like, yeah, that's, that's a great, great place to go walk around. Children's Museum is oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, Science Museum is awesome. Like we got cool museums, art museum. Uh, I don't know. We there. 
escape rooms. We got some really dope escape rooms in yeah. the city. That one up in the Anthem is awesome. But uh, so like we have all the amenities of like basically any major city in the U.S. And uh, yeah, but it's also kind of the worst thing because we don't get any of the credit for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like people just assume that Phoenix sucks. Yeah. That it's boring. That I mean, I grew up here, like you said, mm-hmm. and I and I'm I was probably one of those people. I, I really enjoyed my city, but it wasn't until I moved away that I really appreciated Phoenix. Yeah. For what it what it is. And not just from the standpoint of like well, I guess food and culture too, because we moved to a small town in Danville, Kentucky. Yeah. That had nothing. You know? But I think coming back to Phoenix too, I forgot just about, I mean, what we just talked about, the grid system of driving and how easy it is to like get around Phoenix compared to Kentucky to where it was one lane streets everywhere that were windy and yep. awful. You know, I think the beauty of Arizona too, like the desert landscape with the sunsets, with being able to go up to Flagstaff, like the accessibility of other mm-hmm. types of things. Like it's not just a desert. But the yep. fact that you can go two hours away and be in beautiful weather in the pines, or you can drive five hours and be at the beach, like mm-hmm. the accessibility to different things, um, I think is what makes Phoenix awesome too. I love I love having the mountains. Yeah. Uh, on the horizon, I was born in Flagstaff, which is mountains in the mountains, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then I and then I grew up here, which is surrounded by mountains. And I didn't realize until I went to school in Kansas that man, like. It was almost depressing not yeah, seeing mountains on the horizon. Yeah. It was like, like where are the mountains? Like this is yeah. weird. It's weird not seeing mountains. Yeah, and I think with that too comes the climate of like living in the valley. When I lived in Kentucky, the week we had Fenway, we had I don't know like four feet of snow or something, yeah. and we were trapped in our house for two weeks. They didn't even clear our streets. You yeah. know, like we were stuck. That sucked. Like I I like the snow. I like being two hours away where I can go to the snow and then come back to mm-hmm. Phoenix. And a snow day is fun when it's one day, but when it's like three days, like you're just stuck doing and, and you're like, I literally can't do anything. Yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. You can't drive anywhere. You just yeah, you're in your house. Yep. So I think too, like for the weather of Phoenix, I think that's like the best thing. Yes, we have to go through the summer heat for like two months where it's unbearable. I don't know. I kind of I kind of get through it pretty okay yeah like like. that's what i mean like Like, that's like the only time where it's like but through the winter like it's december right now and the high today is 73 yeah like that's awesome that i can go outside in a t-shirt in the middle like where it's almost christmas yeah some people would say well that's not even christmas because it's not even cold or anything but that's just gatekeeping yeah it's the best they're they're just just uh, telling you what the gate is that you have to walk through to be acceptable yeah so yeah i mean like i'm all for I enjoy the attire of cold weather and I'm fine with like cold weather, but the colder it is, the bigger the city with the better public transportation that I would want to have access to. Like if I lived in London and didn't own a car, I would care less if it was snowing or not, you know, but if all the roads are ice and I'm living in Kansas, then it doubly sucks. Like, (laughs) like you have less options to do things and you can't even get out to do them. Well, cool. cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick another short one. Hopefully, another short one here. Uh, number thirteen, Marvel or DC Comics. And this is by a random Jack Bud Jack. <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of a bunch letters. of random letters. So if you're out there, we don't know you. But thank you. Yeah, Marvel or DC Comics. I think we uh, are a little similar on these two. Um, maybe not. If I had <clears throat> to pick 
a, a superhero franchise and I could only watch one more forever, it would be the the Christopher Nolan Batmans. Which are DC comic. Which are DC comic. But as a whole, I much prefer Marvel. Marvel. The integration yeah. of Marvel between everything, every other DC movie is garbage. Um, what about Aquaman, man? I didn't see Aquaman. <laughs> I had no plans to see Aquaman. It looks awful. I think that probably like my favorite, I don't know, I loved X-Men growing up. Like I, wa- I would watch the old X-Men cartoons and like play with X-Men action figures. So I feel like just like in general, like Marvel just as a whole is is better. Yeah, I would agree. I really like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. But that's probably it. Because the things that have been made overwhelmingly Marvel, like Spider-Man. Like the quality. Like, like the yeah. very first Spider-Man like was so much better than any other superhero movie that, that had yeah. been made to that time. Like all those like 80s Superman movies and like even the first X-Men movie was like cool. But like then yeah. all of a sudden that first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man comes like, out and you're like, whoa, whoa. man, this movie the quality was of the awesome. Film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I highly agree with all that. Bone saws ready. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh, All right. The next one is why is it that everyone wants the best customer service, but we are seeing a decline in customer service? Uh, This is from Air Jordan 2356790. They skipped the eight. Did skip the eight. (laughs) Skip the one also. Do you think this is the Air Jordan? Maybe it is. I don't know. Where are your thoughts? Are we seeing a decline in customer service? I don't know. I, I think would... it's on a. I think it's on an upswing. Yeah, I feel like, like. I think it's coming back around. I mean, it depends on where you're going. I mean, if if you're going to McDonald's every day. Yeah, I don't like, know what and what are we comparing it to? Yeah, like because I I go to a lot of places that I think customer service is great. Mm-hmm. Like the places we eat and choose to eat at the establishment we work in i mean there's mm-hmm. so many things that we're involved in that customer service is really really good chick-fil-a's always got great customer service and an outburger is always great those are food places uh a couple of so like one food place um that they have several locations around around phoenix um that i was just blown away by food quality the customer service the whole just the whole experience as a whole um was even steven sandwiches never been it was it was incredible, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I want to be an advocate for even Stephen sandwiches. And a, another experience I had again in, within the last like fifteen months um, was shopping for an engagement ring. I went to several different places that were like, it felt like, man, they're just really trying to sell me up an engagement ring. You know, like they're really, yeah, like they're not concerned that much about what I'm looking for. They're just trying to sell me an engagement ring. Yeah. And then I went to Shanko, Scottsdale Road in Coma, one mile south of Bell Road. If you are from Arizona, <laughs> you know that commercial, every word. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So um, I've got a friend in the diamond business. <laughs> uh, but but for real, like like the customer service that I received at Shanko was out of this world. It was yeah. so so good. They were so helpful. They were so attentive to what I was looking for. The first guy went and helped me trying to find the ring that I, the type of ring that I was looking for. And after bringing me several rings and just saying, me basically saying, 
which one's the closest? This one's the closest so far. And then he brings me another one. I'm like, uh, nope, not closer. And then brings me another one. Okay, this one's now closer to what I'm looking for. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out what I'm, the style of ring I'm looking for. And uh, after like 10 minutes of that, he's like, he's like, hey, you know, like I, I'm, I'm really struggling to figure out um, exactly what it looks like. So let me go grab this other lady because we don't work on commission or anything. So like it's just... The only thing we care about is is you finding yeah. and and her expertise is a lot more like fashionable than than mine. Mine's yeah, much more yeah. traditional like rings. And so like he went and found the other lady. She came over and she helped helped us find the right one and just nailed it. Like it was yeah, just yeah. it was just awesome. And like their willingness to like all they all they were concerned about like they all when we went back there for my ring. And we we looked through a bunch of rings, and like I ended up set like we didn't spend a lot on rings, period, between yep. both of our rings, and they seemed completely okay with that. Like the other places were like it felt like the other places were very concerned that you spend X dollars yeah. while you're there. My ring was like a hundred bucks yeah. from Shanko, and my they t- too. they seemed like stoked for me they're like oh that's the one you like awesome that's a great ring like (laughs) like we're gonna you know you can choose a different finish if you want i got a sandblasted finish and like like that was it like that they were just very happy that i found a ring i was happy with and that was all they were concerned about yeah yeah so anybody looking to buy some jewelry (laughs) this is not an advertisement it's just yeah i would gladly advertise for shanko but they have not asked me to (laughs) and and i'm still willing to sing their praises so i don't think it's declining yeah i think think in certain areas maybe but it's where it's where you're at what are you going exactly and i'm okay too i think and maybe i'm different but i don't even care i'll spend a little more money if i know customer service wise it's going to be 100 times better yeah i prefer that I think the one area that I've noticed customer service has lacked over the past few years with my personal experience is with the banks, with a bank. Mm. I don't know where you bank at. I bank at MidFirst, mm-hmm. which is uh, only in a few states. Does MidFirst give me some uh, frustrations? No, they're great. Oh, okay. But I, when I moved to Kentucky, I had to switch to Chase Bank, mm. and I hated it. They yep. got And even re- when we moved home, I went back to MidFirst because Chase Bank got rid of all their tellers. It's mm-hmm. all automatic now. You don't don't ever talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I prefer face to face interaction with people. So that's the one area that I was like in in my life in the last year where I've noticed a decline in, in yeah. customer service. I've had a lot of frustrations with banks too. I feel like mine is different. Like I don't ever want to have to talk to somebody. I just want it to work, and I don't want you to change things on me. Yeah, and I don't want you to charge me a bunch of crappy fees. That are and it's the goalpost is constantly changing for why I'm getting charged a fee. So yeah, that's that's like my criteria for a bank. Like I want to be able to do it all online, all on my phone. I want it to just work the way I want it to. Bank of America kept changing things. Like <laughs> it's like oh here's a new terms of service and now you have a different type of account. Thank you. Are you it's still like, at Bank of America? That wasn't the type. No. So we moved to Bank of the West, which the people are really really nice and helpful. Um, but I don't like having to go into a physical location and their online stuff sucks. <laughs> like you click on bill pay and for six months that we've had this bank, it's like, oh, we're sorry that your, but your request cannot be completed. Please call oh, like this to pay, number. Pay your bills directly through your bank. Yeah. Like, like that webpage is just broken and nobody's fixed it. 
Yeah, it's frustrating. It's like I just is that a credit? Is that a credit union? No, it's owned by BNP Paribas, which is like the largest French bank. Yeah, it's not even a small bank. And anyway, all right, let's move along. Yeah, question fifteen here. What are your thoughts on Jordan Peterson and his twelve rules for life? This is from Cameron Pop. I have never read, never read it. I've never heard of Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, twelve rules for life. I'm looking it up now. Um, 4.9 out of 5 from Barnes and Noble. So he's a Canadian clinical psychologist, 12 Rules for Life, and the Antidote to Chaos. So it's a book. One, stand up straight with your shoulders back. I don't always do that. I don't always do that, but... Um, I don't like to sit straight. I feel like I sit slouched a lot. I, I guess I'm fine with it. I, yeah, I, I could be nitpicky, but I guess I'm fine with that rule. Treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. I mean, without reading the book, without <laughs> knowing what these chapters are about, yeah. I think I can get behind that. Like, uh, I think a lot of times people are hardest on themselves. Yeah. And uh, so maybe if you like distance yourself from yourself. from yourself and approach helping yourself like you were helping somebody, would be more encouraging. Yeah, yeah you'd be kinder. Uh, make friends with people who want the best for you. That's hard because a lot of friendships um, are pre-existing before you're reading this book. So you've got you you in a lot of ways you have the friends you've already ended up with. But I yeah. do think you can choose which relationships you feel like um, are worth investing in. Yeah. But I don't think necessarily the criteria has to be selfish in yeah. like. Who's going to have the best interest in for me? And I think the person, it's going to be, well, someone might think my best for me is not what I think is my best for me. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Like that's I can true. think of people in my life that want the best for me, but it includes success and money. That's not, mm-hmm. the, that's not, that's not what the best is for me. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. Like what, who's defining what is best for you? Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the are you gonna go through all of them? Yeah, yeah. Let's just crank through them. So Ray, first thoughts: compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone who else is, not to who someone else is today. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. No complaints. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Mm, I think that's giving your giving your ability to control your children too much credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like just because you don't like soccer. Yeah, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop you from doing something just because I don't like that thing, or like that's also putting a lot of weight of responsibility for like your kids' decisions yeah. as yeah. they get older and yeah. stuff too. Um, <clears throat> set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. This reminds me of the parable are, of. Are you ever going to have your house in perfect order though? Yeah, that's, um, and maybe that's the point. Never criticize the world. Yeah, like everybody's has their stuff they have to deal with. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think your opinions. Especially if they're they're well thought out, like your feelings in general, like like they matter. Like people's opinions matter. If somebody like somebody that is is bringing to light, like I don't know, difficult things like drug abuse problems in their community or something, uh-huh. um, just because like they have a broken home and broken relationships, like doesn't invalidate their criticism of their community. So I don't know if I would fully agree with that. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Probably just similar things, and I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he might go into it, but like, who defines meaningful? Who yeah. defines expedient? Yeah. Is it according to him? Is it according to 
you know, I, I have a lot of friends that like find a lot of like meaningful leisure time and it, and it very much enjoy and have very much structured their life in a responsible way to enjoy playing a lot of video games. Yeah. It's their life. If like that's meaningful to them. If that's really, sweet. really meaningful to yeah. them and like they've got healthy relationships otherwise and his wife's like fine with it, like, like cool. But yeah. would, would that qualify under his meaning of life? I, I feel, or rule for life, I feel like it probably wouldn't. Yeah. Tell, tell the, the truth. Oh. Tell, tell the, the truth, truth or at least don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell the truth or at least don't lie. It sounds pretty wishy-washy. Yeah. How about just be honest, like be an honest person. Like you don't, you don't have to be mean, but I think it behooves you to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. Assume the person you are listening to knows something you don't. Yeah, I, I like that. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that's a, a good one. Definitely, I, I think we all benefit from assuming that the people around us are intelligent and just capable like beings. Yeah. yeah, and everybody has something else to offer, different. You know, different yeah. than what you might have, and their own experiences, their yeah. own thoughts. Definitely. Be precise in your speech. I yeah, like I that. I like that too. I like, yeah, I like that's that. That's really good. Um, being careful with your words. Yeah. Being very intentional with, with how you use words, what, what words you use. <laughs> yeah. These last two here, there's got to be an underlying underlying thing. I kind of like, so don't bother children when they're skateboarding. I think that's kind of a don't yuck someone else's yums. Yeah. I like that too. Like they're, they're enjoying it's funny themselves. that they pick that term, yeah. skateboarding. Because I think that's an old crotchety, like, dang a, kids skateboarding. It's like a negative. Yeah. Right. But it's like, hey, they're out there having a blast. Like, don't don't try to ruin their fun time. And then the last one, pet a cat when you encounter one in the street. I'm assuming that be just take the time to notice and real, like, take the time to, to almost like take the time to smell the flowers. Like, yeah, maybe. enjoy the moments that you find yourself. I could see that. Living in, maybe. That or it could be like the classic, like, last chapter in in business books where they've kind of like they've said everything they need to say but like there's they still have to hit a certain number of pages for the publisher (laughs) so it's just like like if you notice that like business books the first chapter is like great second chapter is like pretty good third chapter is okay by the end of almost every business book, it's like... It's like, I didn't even need to finish it's this. Like, yeah, exactly. You can basically read the first chapter of every business book, and yeah. like it outlines the entire thought process. Usually, towards the end, it's like a bunch of examples of the things we're talking about. It's yeah. like, okay, I don't need to read any of this. All right. It's so, okay. That book uh, seems okay. Ash Mattingly, which is my sister, my other sister. Um, what has been your favorite trip you have ever been on and why if you could travel anywhere you haven't been where would you like to go uh i i haven't been on as many trips as you you probably have more traveling yeah under your belt i think <clears throat> my my favorite trip would probably be our israel trip that yeah that's a really good trip. we got to go on uh and i think that was not just because it was like historical and and getting to go places that we believe in you know the bible and getting to see all the all the different places that that things occurred and where jesus walked all these different things you say getting to go to places that we believe in like i mean whether or not you believe in like jerusalem like it's It's a real real place place. yeah yeah yeah. so i didn't want want to open the door to confusion i know what you mean but like like things we read about in the bible getting to go walk around those places is cool yeah and yes i know they're real uh yeah we hold them significant for right. a lot of different because reasons. Because of our faith yes. that uh, 
there's a yeah. different significance to somebody. But I think going on that trip, uh, not just for those things, but to be with the people we got to go and be a part of it with, mm-hmm. I thought was really cool. Like being in an educational setting with people like yourself and mm-hmm. Mark Moore was there. Like being with him was really cool. Like to have his insight and his knowledge to what we were doing. Um, and that was the first time. Yeah, I went to Africa a few years before that. Yeah, I think that trip was just an encouraging, like full of knowledge. Like it just, it was really, it hit me on a ton of different levels, not just one, right. you know, singular part. No, I th- yeah, I think that's a really good point about like the different levels that it operate the trip operated on like when i went to africa it was just we went on a mission trip it was spiritual we got to help some people and see their culture which was cool yeah but this trip it was like you're learning and taking a new culture and spending time with people and you know it was just a lot of different things spiritual like it was just a bunch of stuff that that piled up for it yeah um so i've been fortunate enough to be able to go on a lot of different trips i went on a 55 day backpacking trip through like 16 countries in Europe. This last summer we went to Vancouver, uh, like me and Katie. And I think that that's probably my favorite trip so far. It's like going to Vancouver with my wife. Like, it's awesome. Like I loved the backpacking trip with my sister. Me and my sister like grew closer than we had ever been, but there was just something special about like going to a place that you've never been, um, and going there with your wife your new wife mm-hmm. and um, and kind of discovering it together and uh, and also like the Europe trip was awesome um, but for most of that trip you're here in one one city for a, a day maybe two days and then we're traveling the next day and then we're in a new city there two days traveling the next day zigzagging all through a bunch of countries. So you don't really get, you know... The full experience of it It's all. like two days in Dublin, uh, like four days in London, three days in Paris, two days in Bruges, two days in Amsterdam, two days in Berlin, maybe even less than two days in Berlin, which was a mistake. Berlin was so cool. Um, so yeah. like literally you're just too, 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 bouncing through. Did you go to Italy and stuff on that trip mm-hmm. too? Yep, yep. I think we spent um, two days... In the Cinque Terre, which is like five little cities on the coast, and then before that, I think we spent we spent a night and a day in in Verona, like we stayed in Verona and we went to Venice, and then we also spent like three or four days in Rome. Yeah, I would love to go to Rome. <clears throat> Whew, my talking got really quiet there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, so, like, the trip was amazing, but there was just something different about going to a place, and, like, we spent seven days in one hotel, and so we had, like, a home base, we had a bunch of, like, pre-planned things, and then a bunch of unplanned things, and everything was within walking and or biking distance, and so, like, it was just really cool, like, it just felt so fun, and it never felt rushed or stressful um, or busy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that that was my favorite trip. That's awesome. Second part of that question, where is a place that you could or would want to go mm. and why? For me, I think I just said it, but I would love to go to Italy. I think 
I think it would hit on those levels again, similar to the Israel trip, but getting to go to Rome and just see all the different things there mm-hmm. historically and and maybe not even just Rome. I think with the trip you just described, a 55-day backpacking trip through Europe would be like the best thing ever. Yeah. Because of the interest that you and I, I mean, both share. Soccer, like there's so many things in that part totally. of the world that just strike something different within me that I think would just be awesome. And get and going to do that with my wife would be even yep. more incredible. Totally agree. So I would love, yeah, I want to get to Europe, get back to Europe as fast as possible. And I, I am trying to figure out in the next year uh, like a trip to like Reykjavik, Iceland. Um, I think that'd be a really cool trip. And it's like the cheapest place to fly into Europe right now. So, um, thinking about trying to do a Reykjavik trip for like our anniversary or something, Katie keeps making fun of me because I don't think she thinks it's going to happen. I'm like, no, we're going to Reykjavik. Um, so I'd like to make that happen really quick, but I think long-term the two places that since I was a kid that I've fantasized about going to that I haven't gone to yet because the other one is like England, like just England in general. Like I've loved England since a kid. Uh, the other two places is Machu Picchu in Peru yeah, and the pyramids in Egypt. Yeah. So those are probably the two biggest long-term, like eventually I'd like to go there. Egypt, um, I feel like is still maybe, maybe a bit fraught. I'm sure there is, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sure people safely travel to Egypt all the time. But it's just a different different type of thought process having to plan out uh, an Egypt trip versus yeah. going to Machu go with Picchu. Mohammed Salah. Yeah, Mo Salah. <laughs> so cool. On to our final final question. And this this is our final question, but it is also the very first question. Very first question that was received. ever submitted for Thanks Festivious. And it is also. A Dustin Hunt question. Yes. Three yeah. questions. Dang, man. Just all three of them. Cranking through them. But uh, this was the very first one that we got. This was back in October when he would have submitted it because mm-hmm. um, that's when we started it. But uh, the question is, what has been your best Halloween costume to dress up as for trick-or-treating? And have you ever been the character for more than one Halloween season? Interesting. You have some great Halloween costumes over the past like three, four years. <laughs> I was like, when, when did I have good? And I was like, oh yeah, as an adult. Yes, yeah, I've, an adult I've done. I've done much better as an adult. Um, <clears throat> so as a kid, I went. I don't know if I did multiple times, but I may have done multiple years as Junior Asparagus from VeggieTales. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a Junior Asparagus costume that, that, that like a friend's mom like made for me. Um, yeah, so that was that was pretty fun, Junior Asparagus. I think the yeah in recent years my favorite my favorites from from the recent years oh man I've got mul- so like four years ago or three years ago I was Tony Perkis from Heavyweights <laughs> yes. had a shirt that said uh, like Perkins Power and. Uh, was wearing short shorts and had a black wig. Gosh, that's such a good movie. Basically, nobody got... <laughs> get on the scale. Get, get off the, the scale. scale. <laughs> <laughs> so Heavyweights is such a good movie. Um, did not win our staff um, prize for that one, which was unfortunate because nobody basically knew who I was. 
Um, the next year, and this one I'm really disappointed in, I went um, as Marty McFly. And nobody knew, huh? Nobody knew who I was. <laughs> nobody, like like two people in the whole office had seen Back to the Future. And they're all people that grew up in the 80s. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. I feel like Back to the Future was such a like monumental movie in my childhood. You had everything. The jacket. Yeah, I had or the vest jacket, I, the vest over the over the jean jacket with the white button up underneath, oh, yeah. and like the glasses and the Casio watch, and like yeah, there was it, the detail was great. My hair was all like feathered and big, like nothing, nothing. Didn't last get year any was good love. too. So last year, I thought out. Okay, so what are movies that people have seen? <laughs> because I have to like play to the audience if i'm gonna win these gift cards to the movie theater i have to play to the audience so i went as Smalls, scotty smalls from the sandlot that was a good one i had the hat with the fish on it the shirt the shorts black the, the black eye i borrowed katie's makeup kit black eye man that was a good one. nailed too. it i had i had the baseball that said babe ruth on it I think I still have it right here. Here's the mitt, yeah. So I got my baseball mitt, Babe Ruth. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll we'll take I'll take a picture of uh, yeah, Babe yeah. Ruth baseball, the Babe Ruth baseball, and put it on our our Instagram. But you didn't win last year either, did you? No. So I did win. So this was the one. This this was the costume that finally brought home the crown. Where'd you get two movie tickets? Where I feel like. Uh oh I think it was like I think it was like four movie tickets and uh then like a forty dollar gift card. Dang. To Harkins. So yeah. So I was I was very uh stoked to have won it. This year I, I went back to my old ways of like doing stuff that would make me happy that and doing it well, even though I know that the majority of, of people wouldn't know what I was referencing. So we went as April and Andy from Parks and Rec, except as their alter egos that they like to dress up as, <laughs> which was uh, Janet Snakehole and Burt Macklin, FBI. So you can see that picture on my personal Instagram yeah, if you scroll one. through. That's um, a good one. I, have, I am not good at Halloween costumes at all. You're not? No. I, I don't get the indication that you enjoy Halloween no. costumes. I think it goes with my not liking surprises. Like I just don't enjoy like, like walking in and yeah, surprising like be, being something. Yeah. So, I uh, I think the best thing I've gone as ever, and I've done it twice is Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. <laughs> You've done it twice. Twice. I did it in college once with a buddy, nice. and I did it with Mercedes this last Halloween. Yeah, th- that was good. That's probably that was a good it one. though. I I don't think outside of that, I've never done one year. Mercedes was so irritated because I chose not to do anything so she dressed up as me and we went as the same person (laughs) that's on my instagram too that's that's from like the year before we got married that's awesome but other than that i i do not like to to dress up as anything that's all of our questions all right yeah we we uh we hit them all we all of the 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 questions thanks thanks again for log logging in <laughs> thanks again thanks for a, writing a review thanks again for writing a <laughs> review uh and submitting your questions uh everybody that was able to submit them 
Thank you for downloading and listening to the Christmas Spectacular. Hope you have a great rest of your Christmas day as well. Yeah, and Merry uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas. And for a little bit of a treat, um, I played in the intro on a little little bit of a Christmas tune. I've actually been practicing a couple of other Christmas songs. Wow. So uh, I'll just play those out for you now and enjoy the sounds of me tinkering on a piano (laughs) playing Christmas music. Merry Christmas.